0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to your all time favorite podcast in the world. And arguably, as it has been said, and I've got to say, I agree, the most useful podcast out there, Persuasion School. My name is Jake Savage. If this is your first time here, I'm super grateful to have you with us. A quick snapshot about me before we get into the episode today. Uh, if you're new here, I'm a former door-to-door salesman. I knocked on almost 100,000 doors over the course of several years before helping launch a sales startup with some other amazing people. My job there as the president was to build and train a team, a national team of salespeople. Did that for about seven years. uh, And while I was there, we hit some fun milestones, like we made the Inks list of the 500 fastest growing companies in the nation two years in a row. And then in 2021, I went a new direction. Uh, I wanted to pursue, you know, a lot of people made changes during the pandemic. I wanted to pursue what I felt like was my calling, which was fighting human trafficking, something that had been on my mind and heart for many years. You can learn about it if you listen back to old episodes. Anyways, uh, I chose to leverage about a decade and a half of corporate sales experience to help nonprofit fundraising teams win bigger donations. And I work primarily with anti-trafficking nonprofits. So there's that. And then also this year, I've talked about a little bit on the show. I started a charity endurance team. It's a nonprofit called the Abolition Initiative. And the charity endurance team is Team AI, AI for Abolition Initiative. We've partnered with Ironman. We basically get people to sign up for big, scary endurance events, and they fundraise while they're training. And uh, we give all those funds out to anti-trafficking groups out there on the front lines. So if you want to sign up for something crazy, you want to shake things up, you want to discover what it's like to be your fittest self, your most confident self, you want to see what you're made of, Go to teamai.org. Yeah, it's a plug, but whatever. This is my show, okay? And I I truly think everybody should look into this. If you have the wherewithal to walk from the grocery store to your car while holding groceries, I think you can do an Man. <laughs> so anyways, look into that. Um, and then through the show Persuasion School, we teach people how to become more effective communicators. We typically dive into one principle or method at a time that pertains to persuasion or influence. Um... Something that's going to help you to win more deals, dates, donations, discounts, uh, learn how to negotiate, get more of the things that you want in life, right? Whether you're in sales, you're in fundraising, you're in recruiting, just trying to get your kids to listen to you, your partner, to listen to you. Or like I said, um, maybe find that new person to go on a date with you, whatever it is. This is the place. Also, just for fun, I try to do the whole thing in one take. I'm trying to become a more effective communicator myself. And there are a lot of pseudo experts out there in the world. I'm not one of them. Um, I fumble a lot through these things, but uh, whatever. Thought it'd be more fun to be raw and authentic. All right, let's go ahead and dive into today's episode. I came across something this past month that I thought was pretty intriguing, pretty funny at first, um, heavy implications on the persuasion and influence scale, things that we've been going over the past few episodes. So I definitely think you guys are going to be into it. Plus, as you probably know, I love sharing psychological studies um, that disprove a lot of the things that we believe as far as social constructs and how we're subtly influenced without even realizing it. And this is a big one. So we're going to get into it. Um, Have you guys heard of the... Have you guys heard of Pilesi? Let's start off with that. Have you heard of Pilesi? Or are you familiar with the Pilesi stunt? All right, so I'm going to play a news clip for you. I'm a little congested too, by the way. Went swimming yesterday. I feel like it happens almost every time I get in the pool. So if I sound a little nasally, that's why. Bear with me. All right, Pilesi. This is great. So pay less Shoes. Tricked Influencers into buying their shoes at an insane markup. Basically what these guys did is they rented a spot in a fancy mall just outside of LA, Santa Monica, California. They invited a small group, select group of social media influencers to come to this private launch party for the store, again called Pelesi, which was allegedly named after uh, an Italian shoe designer named Bruno Pelesi. And so they've like done up the store. They've put statues inside. Like it looks super elegant. It's also next to like Gucci stores. What are some other top brands? I don't know. Uh, obviously don't shop there. But uh, they did a great job of tricking these influencers into thinking that um, these were high quality, super fancy shoes. And a lot of these influencers were like shelling out hundreds of dollars. The average markup of these like $25 payless shoes was 1800 percent So I'm going to play the clip and then I'm going to talk a little bit about um, the principles at play here, different from what you might think up front. And so I'm excited to get into that. All right. Without any further ado, here is the it's only like two minutes long. Quick news clip from ABC News describing what happened with the Pulesi stunt. Here you go. The experiment making headlines by the chain Payless Shoes. They held a grand opening of a luxury store with a different name, but the same shoes, and charged hundreds more for those same shoes. Customers paid. Here's ABC's Kana Whitworth. Behold, Palessi. We built a fake luxury store in Los Angeles and filled it with Payless Shoes. The guests at our grand opening party had no idea. Guests invited to check out what looked like a luxury shoe shop. They're elegant, sophisticated. I just think it's so classy. And I could tell it was made with high quality material. A $35 shoe going for $645, an 1800% markup. Store owners sat on their heels as fashion influencers emptied their wallets. I would pay 400, 500, yeah. People are gonna be like, (gasps) Where'd you get those? Those are amazing. Then they're let in on the prank. These are actually from Payless. You've got to be kidding me. Shut up. Are you serious? But those shoppers were refunded their money and they got to keep the shoes. David Payless calling it a provocative social experiment designed to challenge today's image conscious culture. Either way, it was an effective PR stunt. Yeah. David? Clearly a marketing ploy, but they paid. Kana, thank you. You guys probably need to just go look this up on YouTube because the look on that lady's face towards the end is priceless when the reporter leans in and tells her that the shoes are from Payless and it's just a silence. Like, it doesn't change scenes or anything. She's literally just dumbfounded and speechless for, like, five seconds. (laughs) While she puts everything together in her head. Pretty good. All right. So here's the thing Payless's main point behind all this, I guess two main points. One, showing off their newest shoes. Two, showing that the shoes are, in, these new shoes are in fact inexpensive yet on trend. But there's a problem, right? And the problem is that they've actually been doing this for years, but nobody has noticed and nobody's really cared. It's not like this is a brand new line of shoes that all of a sudden are on trend. Payless' shoes have been on trend and inexpensive for years, but nobody has been paying attention. So with this stunt, there are two audiences that Payless is trying to persuade here. But what I find interesting is if you go online, if you Google this, anything that you see, New York Times, Washington Post, ABC News, even called like Wharton School of Business, their marketing team did a whole commentary on this. Nobody is talking about the influence or the persuasion at play with the actual target customer base. They're all just awestruck at the the influence that occurred with the influencers. Totally fair, because that was probably what was like most humorous of all this, right? But anyways, two audiences that they're trying to persuade what I really want to dig into is the second audience, the target customer base. But all this stuff is just around the first, which is the influencers. And that that part's easy. That's a cakewalk, right? So if you've been listening to this podcast for some time now, you can probably identify some of those principles that were at play in terms of how they influenced the influencers. And there are a whole bunch of things that you could probably say, but at the end of the day, they're really just two, right? Like you could boil all the different reasons that pop up in your head into two. One, actually, this, this let's let's go with the runner-up here. The runner-up principle for tricking the influencers is exclusivity, like only inviting a small group of people to come. Excuse me, um, participate in this private launch of Bruno Pelesi's shoe line. So exclusivity, but number one, and the exclusivity even rolls up under this. the The number one principle at play is just status is providing the influencers with an opportunity to put their status on display for the world to see, period. And you all know the things that we'll do for status. And so that was them. That's all they had to do to trick these influencers into, you know, spending hundreds of dollars more than the Payless shoes are actually worth. Is just communicate a sense of status and allow them, provide them with the opportunity to put that status on display to others. Okay, but the main play which which I believe was is the most important thing, which is influencing the target customer base. And this is the thing nobody is talking about online anywhere. I didn't see it anywhere when I looked. Maybe if you look a little bit harder, you might find it, but it's nowhere. And this is what I thought was super smart. It's credibility. Payless over the years has lost a ton of credibility in the eyes of their consumers. Made uh, or proven by the fact that they filed for bankruptcy in 2017. So before the pandemic, they were already filing for bankruptcy. They did come through on the other side, but they had to close down like 700 stores in order to get to a point where they could sustain the business. So credibility just failing over the course of many years. Now, if Payless here's the thing. If Payless had paid for a TV commercial where they came out and said they showed the shoes... And they said our new styles follow fashion trends. They're elegant. Like they use the same words as the influence our influencers. Our new shoes are elegant, classy, sophisticated, etc., which a bunch with a bunch of these other adjectives. Nobody would have listened and nobody would have cared because the credibility had been too far damaged. It was too far gone. In a hole they couldn't dig themselves out of. End of story. And what they needed was somebody else to make that same claim for them. Because at the end of the day, that's true. It's a true statement that the new styles follow fashion trends, that the new styles are elegant. They are classy. They are sophisticated. All the things that the influencers pointed out about these shoes are true. And that's what we're going to get into, except for the fact that, you know, one person thought they were made with high quality material. That guy's a dingus, man. And he probably feels the most like an idiot saying, I can tell these are high quality quality of material, which he should feel like an idiot, man. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's true. That was just ridiculous. So he doesn't know. He has no idea. All right. So anyways, all those statements are true, but they had just lost too much credibility. And they needed somebody else to make the claim for them. Somebody with more credibility with pay less in the eyes of their target consumers. And they also knew that a paid celebrity wasn't going to make the cut because people can see through they can see right through that it had to be authentic credibility like Payless's credibility been so damaged you know that if they had like Kevin Hart hop up there and say like I wear Payless shoes nobody's going to get out there and go buy Payless shoes at least I don't think so You know, some of us would have seen through it, like I talked about with the Super Bowl commercial, getting Jason Bateman to talk about the new Hyundai. Like we all know Jason Bateman isn't sitting around waiting for Hyundai to drop their new car. That was just not a good move. But I'm not an advertising guru and they're not going to care about my opinion, probably. But anyways, um, they they had true statements to make to send that message out into the world to the target consumer base. But they knew they were not the correct messenger. And they knew that a paid celebrity wouldn't even do it. The hole they were in was so deep. So what did they do? They asked themselves, who has credibility in the eyes of our target consumers? Whoever has that credibility, let's go after them. And let's find a way to get them to authenticate the Payless brand. That's one of the only ways... That we can get back on track with our consumer base and show them that we do have trendy styles at an affordable price they're not going to listen to us they're not going to listen to a paid celebrity it has to be real it has to be authentic who can do it and they obviously found out the they identified the group as these fashion influencers with hundreds of thousands of followers tricked them that was super easy And got them to say these words. And just because the brand is pay less and not Palesi doesn't make those words, again, not true. So the consumers that saw this, they're going to laugh a little bit. The influencers are going to feel a little stupid. Uh, But at the end of the day, the consumers should remember those adjectives as being real. Pay less shoes, even if they only cost 25 bucks, They are still elegant. They are still sophisticated. They are still classy. They do look like they're made with high quality material and they chose the right messenger. They borrowed credibility from somebody else, and they had that person send the message for them. I think that's pretty genius, and I think that there are ways that we can do the same in our own worlds, whatever they are. And I think this is an even better method of borrowing credibility from somebody else and trying to change the perception of your brand than an even bigger company than Payless, which is Buick. And if you guys, well, first off, do you remember the, those commercials from, I don't know how long ago it was, maybe a couple of years ago, or maybe they're still happening, uh, where the the whole like theme of the commercial was, that's not a Buick. Uh, Buick went through or has been going through a bit of a, a rebrand, or at least trying to change the perception of their brand in the eyes of their, their target consumer base, probably new target consumer base, right? Because I think a lot of people perceived Buick as like an old person, old people's car. Um, and they're trying to change that. And so these commercials, if you remember, then you get it. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, it was like the commercial would feature two people and one person was in a Buick and they were going to go pick up their friend from somewhere. Like, let's say the mall and the person that's at the mall is waiting outside and they're on their phone and they're saying, where are you? Like, I'm standing outside. I can't see you anywhere. And then the person inside the car picking them up would say, I'm right in front of you. I'm in the Buick. And then the person sitting outside would say, What? That's not a Buick? Like as though they were so dumbfounded by uh, you know, the fact that this cool looking car was a Buick. And so, you know, the whole the whole idea is to convey that, like, hey, we're cooler than you think, right? We're different from what you think. But the whole thing was the messenger. Like they're they're trying to do the same exact thing as pay less. But and I I guess this probably happened around the same time. But um, the messenger was themselves. So if Buick didn't have strong credibility in the eyes of their new target consumer base, which was the younger generation, then they probably weren't the best messenger to convey that, hey, like we're, we make cool looking cars. They probably could have chosen somebody else, borrowed credibility from somebody else that their target market looks up to, that their target market follows. Because if the younger population that they're trying to sell to doesn't look up to or follow Buick right now, then they're not necessarily the best messenger for it. So all that to say, I thought Payless did a way better job. I'd be curious on your thoughts too. I mean, at the end, like Buick paid millions and millions of dollars to get in front of millions of people through primetime TV ads. And the message was coming from them, a messenger with little to no credibility in the eyes of their new target consumer base or Payless Paying just one time to rent out a fake store in a mall for six days, and use the platforms of influencers, essentially at no cost to them, to get in front of the millions of people, collective, collectively millions of people through these influencers, um, to convey the the new branding, or or I, not the new branding, I would say prop more properly convey the brand in a different light through the best messenger possible, people that their target consumer base already look up to. I think it's fantastic. All right, so closing this out, you might be in the same boat as Payless. Either you're spinning your wheels in your business or you're in a rut in terms of sales, fundraising, or recruiting, or you're new. You're trying to get something off the ground and you're not getting, bottom line, you're not getting the traction that you feel you should be getting or that you desire to get. What there could be a million problems. But if you feel like this resonates with you, maybe the problem is that you don't have credibility. Maybe you as a salesperson or development professional recruiter, maybe you don't have the credibility, or maybe your brand doesn't have the credibility. If that's a if you work for a huge company and your brand doesn't have the credibility, you might just have to jump ship, right? Probably little that you can do there. Um, unless you want to try to pitch this upstream and Maybe they'll take your ideas and you'll be seen as the hero and you'll get promoted to CEO of the company. That'd be really cool. Uh, but if it's if it's you, then there are things that you can work on. Or if you you run the company and you're listening to this podcast, then there are some things that you can do if you don't have the credibility in the eyes of your consumers. The first question is, who does your target market look up to? Who do they respect? Who do they follow on social media, right? So then once you've got that figured out, that person or those people focus on getting that person creatively to, or find a creative way to get that person to authenticate your product and allow that person to be the messenger. So you're essentially borrowing credibility from that person, the person that does have credibility in the eyes of your target market and get them to authenticate the product instead of spinning your wheels, trying to authenticate the product yourself to your target customer base. Man, this this spans across all different types of categories. It's not just like a product. If you're a business or you're a salesperson, or whatever, you know, it can also be in leadership. Maybe you've lost credibility with your team, and you want to pitch a new idea to your team. But if you've lost credibility, they might not listen to you. And it doesn't mean that that's you've lost credibility for good. You can certainly rebuild it over time. But you might need to call in somebody else, a third party, another person that does have credibility in the eyes of your team and allow that person to be the messenger for a little bit while you slowly work on earning the respect and credibility back from your team. And how does this work outside of, you know, the business world? The first thought that comes to me is that this great story of a mother who was trying to get her kid to stop eating candy. No matter what, her kid wouldn't listen to her, but she knew that her kid liked and respected Gandhi. So she takes the kid She finds out that Gandhi is going to be like in her town visiting. And so she takes her kid to go see Gandhi. And there's a long line of people to to meet him. And so finally her and her kid get to the front of the line. They're in front of Gandhi. And she says, Gandhi, can you please tell my kid to stop eating candy? Right. That was the whole point. She realized she had no more credibility in the eyes of her kid. And she had to borrow it from Gandhi and get him to authenticate the message. And the end of the story which is totally separate, but still fantastic, is the fact that Gandhi said, sure, bring, come back to me in three days with your son. So she thinks that's a little strange. She leaves and she comes back in three days. And she says, okay, Gandhi, now can you tell my kid to stop eating candy? And Gandhi says, son, eating candy is bad. You should stop eating candy. And she's a little bit confused and says, well, why didn't you just say that three days ago? Why did you have us come back? And he said, well, three days ago, I was eating candy myself. Da-da! So he also realized that he would not be credible, a credible source, if he himself was a hypocrite eating the candy. Credibility is everything, man. Cream. Credibility rules everything around me. All right. Hopefully that was helpful and insightful for you guys. Appreciate you listening. Let's go ahead and close this thing out. Like I've been saying on the past few episodes, I have been... Uh, contacted by a handful of people that listen to the show, sales managers that are interested in having me coach and or train their team. If this is something that you're interested in, or maybe it's more of a one-on-one situation that you're looking for, I'd love to connect. Feel free to send me an email at jake at jakesavage.co if you'd like to work together in terms of training for sales, fundraising, recruiting, anything that has to do with the world of persuasion. And the last thing, team AI. If you think that you have what it takes... To participate and complete an Ironman, half Ironman or full Ironman, go to teamai.org for more information. It's not for everybody. It's not for everybody. That's it. Have a fantastic rest of your week, your month, the remaining hours of it. I'll catch you guys next month. Adios.